No, it's the Creator Spaces show. Do you consider yourself a creator? Yeah, I do consider myself a creator just in that I have always had a desire to create things and show them to people. And over 10 years ago now, I started writing on my music blog because I was really into the local music scene out uh, where I live and just felt there wasn't enough promotion of it. So I started a music blog. That was a fun two, three-year venture where I got to get media passes for concerts and stuff like that. I guess the best one was going to see a Coldplay concert. I got to bring my wife for free and just write about it. That was pretty cool. And so started my online creator persona. And then since then, it's been a bunch of ups and downs of different forms of creating. I went from kind of music focus to craft beer focus, where I was working at a brewery, not as a brewer, but just admin and marketing and stuff like that. And so I started brewing beer at home because another form of creating. And I was just interested in the whole brewing process. And so from there, I've been leaning into what has interested me. So about five years ago as well, I started building furniture just because I saw some YouTube channels on people building really cool things online with really basic tools and stuff. And I thought, hey, I could do that. Bought some saws and wood and started building stools. And then I guess I should also add when I was in my late teens, early 20s, I taught myself guitar and then started taking lessons. And a long answer to your question of whether I consider myself creator, I do. And you actually started to answer my follow-up question too, which is what exactly do you create? So you mentioned a bunch of stuff in there. Which ones do you do now still? Yeah. So right now, of all of those, I don't do many of them. I haven't brewed beer for a while. I haven't wrote on that music blog, that now defunct music blog for a good seven or eight years. And so really my focus for creation right now, I've got a wife and kids and a full-time job, so it's pretty limited. So it's a need to create basis with one exception, and that's right now the Twitter and growing my newsletter. I do a little bit of work in still. I just finished redoing our stairs at home, but nobody really cares about that. For the, the newsletter, that's what I'm, I'm really focused on right now. And it just started some inspiration from... Danny Miranda and Vicky Bush doing some really cool stuff. I've just tried to follow their principles and their guides of just publishing frequently, setting a goal of doing X amount, and then reassessing. I promised myself I would do 100 of these newsletters, whether that's 100 weekly or if I go into a couple times a week, I was going to do 100. And I'm at 17 tomorrow. Not even a fifth of the way there, but enjoying it. And so what exactly is the newsletter called and what's it about? Yeah, so the newsletter is called Growth Currency, which is the same name as my Twitter handle. What it comes down to for me is, I guess the currency of growth is knowledge. The more we know, the more we can grow. The World Wide Web is vast with knowledge, some good, some bad. But what I'm trying to do is curate that knowledge so that myself and like-minded people can dive into things that can help them grow and really that growth currency, if you will. So I curate links to tools, resources, different newsletters, articles, free courses or paid courses, all types of things along the way that I find during the week. And yeah, I just try to promote those things for other people to use and things that I would have found useful in my journey as well. And so you've been doing that now for about four or five months. You said, how do you go about building your audience for it now? Is that a goal for you? It is in, an indirect goal. I guess it's more so the result of the goal. I heard somebody very much wiser than me say, when setting goals to focus on things you can control, not things that are outcomes. An outcome would be I get 500 subscribers by, say, whenever X date. 
But really what I can set as a goal that I can control is that I'm going to publish a weekly newsletter. I'm going to make sure that it has high value links and I'm going to make sure that I promote it daily on Twitter, et cetera. So really that's what I'm doing, focusing on those goals. And I feel like if you do the work and you build the foundation, the rest will build on itself. I'm really focusing on Twitter as my main promotional tool. And then one main strategy with Twitter that really helped in the beginning to grow that readership base was just DMs and sending new followers to my Twitter profile, just a quick DM saying, hey, my name's Dylan. Thanks for following. And I've got this newsletter that looks like you might be interested in and check it out if you want. I'd be honored if you did and subscribed. If not, no worries. And then I tend to ask also just a lead up question and just keep the conversation going. What are you working on right now that got you fired up? So that kind of keeps that DM conversation going. So that's been really my only way I've been building the audience. Has your process changed at all in terms of building those relationships? Yeah, I think it has. Yeah, I think it has. I'm getting more involved in communities as opposed to just relying on tweets and DMs. So I've joined several communities in the last few weeks. Ship 30 is setting sail uh, today for the May cohort, and then we're going to start shipping a week from today. So I'm excited about that. So I'm interested now, how big is the newsletter? So it's only about 120 subscribers right now. It's a start. I've got about a a pretty solid 40% open rate week on week. I feel like 40% is reasonably healthy. It shows me that I'm doing something right. And then the growth of the newsletter has been increasing as well. It took me forever to get to 50. And then 50 to 80 was pretty quick. And then 80 to 120 was even faster. So I do feel like I'm on the uptick right now. It was just a matter of getting that initial momentum going. And funny enough, obviously, the more I promoted the fact that I was trying to get to 100 subscribers in 100 days it really helped and so I, I got there and then from there it happened pretty fast that was a good feedback loop for me to promote it a little bit more frequently yeah i know that's one thing that i do a really bad job is i don't actually mention the fact that i have something you can subscribe to even every day on twitter and i probably should right. be bringing it up two or three times a day <laughs> yeah people aren't paying attention to every single tweet like we are that we tweet and you get sensitive to oh am i over promoting but really nobody's gonna unless it's the only thing you're tweeting about people are not gonna and notice that you're promoting your own stuff once or twice a day. Are you monetizing? Oh, I wish I was. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know how to answer this question aside from I'm not and I want to, but I also don't want to do it prematurely and look like a buffoon. What's your monetization? I guess I come from the lens of doing this firstly for value and secondly for monetization. So I have a nine to five job and I might be jumping ahead with your one of your questions here, but I I do have a nine to five job. That's my primary source of income. And then the newsletter comes sort of secondary. So My main goal for the newsletter is just getting it published and getting a half-decent version of it out every week. And then my second goal, I'd be figuring out ways to monetize it. So I've been trying to wrap my head around how to do that. And I know there's quite a few different strategies on how to monetize newsletters, whether it's sponsors or ads or getting a product that you attach to it or building a community around it. It's just a matter of, I feel like I need to grow up my readership a little bit more before I can legitimately start reaching out for sponsorship. So I'm interested because you've brought up that you do have a full-time job a couple of times. Is it Mm -hmm. a related field? I guess to a degree. To promote this newsletter, there's some marketing going on. So I do work in marketing and I've been doing that since I was pretty much fresh out of school, working for the craft beer company back about six years ago. So 
that was my first intro to marketing job as a coordinator, delivering beer and <laughs> helping with packaging and doing social media for them. So it was a little bit of an everything job. I've been doing marketing in one way, shape or form for the last eight years. Nice. Yeah. So now I get to ask the big question. Have you seen much overlap in skill set? Your work as a marketer, how does mm -hmm. that transfer over to your work as a creator building a newsletter in your creator life? I don't think there's a ton of crossover. There's obviously maybe some cornerstone principles that might, but they're two very different worlds. I'm doing much more corporate kind of marketing where it's maintaining a CMS and updating our bi-weekly emails that go out. So there's that, I suppose, that would be an overlap where, where I'm putting together emails on MailChimp as opposed to Substack, what I'm doing for my newsletter. But putting together weekly promotional emails would probably be the closest thing that I do. Then from there, I do some social media, but it's all Facebook and Instagram and not Twitter focused at all. Just the industry we're in, it's more of a visual experiential business. So it's not really as conducive to Twitter so much as Instagram and Facebook that tend to be a little bit more visual platforms. So lean on those a lot heavier. So there's some social media involved. There's email newsletters involved, but different kind of messaging and different strategies. And I wear many more hats than that when I'm working for the nine to five company. So I think it's okay for me to give the big news now. Dylan, you are the first announced partnership in progress for special series on Creator Spaces. And so every Monday in June, you and I are going to be walking through the process of learn, create, build, sell. And yeah. each episode on that show will actually dig in on that portion. So we'll have one on learn, one on create, one on building, and one on selling. I want to get a little preview into the show and the concept. Where did you come up with this series of words, learn, create, build, sell? That's a great question because I got a Twitter bio analysis in a Twitter space about a month ago from Jesse and John Paul Hernandez, I believe it is. They were doing a space and analyzing people's profiles and they looked at mine. They're like, your header is great visually and your bio is okay to repeat the same thing. Knowledge is the currency of growth. So why don't you change that up? So I said, okay, what, what should it be? If you want to get to the point where you're monetizing your passion or your creation, you need to do four things. You need to learn how to do something. You need to create something. You need to build a somewhat coherent business out of it. And then you need to sell it. All four of those strategies sort of need to happen for the most part to build something sustainable and sell something that people are actually going to want to buy. So I thought I like learning how to do things. As I've mentioned, I've taught myself how to play guitar and build stuff with woodworking and brew my own beer and write a newsletter. On. So I felt learning is key. And then you need to create. We don't know what we're going to sell yet. So let's just start creating. And then you, once you've got that formed a little bit more, and starting to take shape, that's when you start building something. So you start planning out how this is going to become perhaps a business or a product that you that you may want to actually sell. And then you start building your community or your audience, depending on your slant, whether you want to just build a massive audience or if you actually want to build a more intimate community. So that's the building portion is both kind of an internal and external focus. And then the selling is the thing that I'm not doing yet. And that's obviously monetization. What would you say your North Star is for success? I think the North Star for me is enjoying the process and enjoying doing what I'm doing. It's not necessarily an outward KPI, like number of subscribers or Twitter followers or anything like that. It's a matter of, am I still getting up every morning and like excited to work on the newsletter or work, excited to hop on Twitter and talk about things related to it, share stuff about it. And as long as I keep waking up and being inspired and motivated and having that desire to keep doing it, then I think that's success to me. I like it. 
so then what's your current goal as a creator? My current goal, I guess there's two. The main one is just making sure that I keep on that weekly rhythm of publishing. Just again, sticking with those goals I can control. Publishing every week, a quality newsletter, and obviously monitoring my feedback, whether I'm still getting the open rates that I want to be getting and getting some subscriber increases that I'm getting. It will tell me if I'm still doing a good job of those things. But yeah, publishing on a weekly basis, a value product, things that kind of support that publishing. The Ship 30 is another current goal. Just going through that, I really do not want to miss a day. It could happen. I fully acknowledge that, but I'm really going to focus on shipping 30 straight once a day with the family life and the full-time job and trying to run the newsletter. It's going to be a challenge, but I'm up for it. And I really think that it's going to actually help me in the long run because I'm going to build up that massive content library. want to ask one last question. If you could send a tweet back to your start, what would it be? Both, what would the tweet be and what would the start be? The start... It would be June of last year when I really started focusing more on Twitter. And the tweet would be, don't worry about niche, just start publishing. Mm-hmm. And I'm still there where I'm still a little bit hesitant to proclaim a niche or focus on a niche. But I wish I would have started writing and publishing, whether it's on Substack or elsewhere. So it would have been more about just start writing, getting it online in a catalog library type format. And that'll help you find your way a lot faster than just thinking about it. Because the more we think about things the more we get paralyzed by our thoughts and ideas and i think if we just start writing stuff and getting that feedback on them whether it's our own perspective of feedback or other people's feedback that's going to get you so much farther so much faster so my tweet would be don't worry about niche just start publishing